Osinski's Inner Circle. I'm Bobby Osinski, and this is a show all about music, music production, and the music business. Today I'm going to make some predictions for the next year in both the music business and the audio industry. These are based on trends that have happened this year that give us some insight into what may be in store for us for the coming year. So let's get started. First of all, I predict that TikTok will finally be banned in the United States. This is already happening. Some colleges are banning it on their campuses. The U.S. government will not allow TikTok on government phones. The reason is that the Chinese government is collecting info on U.S. citizens, and even though there may be so much data that they can never use it, that does freak out security experts. But I think another factor is the damage that it causes teenage users who try challenges that maybe they're not up to or see an image of beauty that they can never attain. So things like that can damage the psyche of a teenager, and we've already seen a lot of suicides because of this. So there are several bills that are in Congress that are intent on banning TikTok in the United States. I think this finally may come to pass. That being said, TikTok usage is actually down. Both the usage and the downloads, they peaked a couple of years ago, and now they're about 60% from their peak. The same thing with other platforms that are trying to imitate TikTok. And when it comes to music, the top three videos this year had nothing to do with music. What has been found is if you do happen to get a big music hit on TikTok, the demand for your other songs drops by 99%. So maybe there's too much worry about a fading platform. My next prediction is that there will be a new social network that will pop up. And that's regardless of whether TikTok is banned or not. All social networks have a timeline. They have a cycle. And we're starting to see many of them go on the downward end of the cycle. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter for sure. So it's time for something new. And it will come from the underground. It's not something that people will talk about initially. It will just suddenly have a lot of people on it. And that will drive more people to it. And I think we'll see this in the coming year. Artists are going to spend a lot less time on social media this year. We've already seen a big backlash happen in the last year. And the reason why is record labels would say, you have to do this. You have to be on Facebook. You have to be on Twitter, on Instagram on TikTok, every day. That becomes too much work for an artist. Besides creating, which is difficult enough, trying to do your own marketing is really difficult. And this used to be the domain of the record label anyway. So now we're starting to see a big pushback. And I think what you'll see is a lot less posting from not only superstars, but stars and just regular musicians and artists and bands. Now, actually, all this follows a trend. And the trend is that consumers in general are tired of social media. The reason why is they're tired of engaging, and really what they're looking for is entertainment, which is one of the reasons why TikTok really rose to prominence, and YouTube is still there. It's because you can be entertained without having to interact, and consumers really like that, so you're going to see more of that in the coming year. All this is because the attention economy has peaked. What's the attention economy? Well, it basically means how much time in the day do you have to spend on social media, on streaming, streaming videos, podcasts, whatever it may be. We only have 24 hours in the day. Most of us are already spent. 
So what we're starting to see is people are shedding streaming platforms, they're shedding subscriptions because they don't have that much time or they want some of the time back in order to do some other things. So this is also going to hurt streaming services, social networks, everything that happens online. You're going to see less of it this year and you're probably going to interact less than you ever have this year. However, subscriptions to your favorite music distributor like Spotify or Apple Music, those are not going to go down. And it's basically because of something called the lipstick effect. Now, in times where the economy is bad, women have always found that if they couldn't afford big luxury items for themselves, clothes, for instance, shoes, the one thing they could afford was something that was inexpensive and it made them feel good, which is lipstick. And we're going to see the same thing happen with music, where people will say, well, the economy is bad, inflation is bad, but the one thing I can't afford that I really like is my subscription to Spotify. So we're going to see those particular platforms disturbed less than the streaming video platforms, for instance, in the coming year. Now, speaking of streaming, I predict that Spotify will finally launch its hi-fi tier this coming year. It's been promised for years, and it was actually officially announced last February. But I think you're finally going to see it. The reason why there's a lot of pressure coming from Apple Music, from Amazon Music, from Tidal, from Deezer, you're going to see more and more high-res music everywhere, and Spotify will be forced to give in to this. Now, that being said, for most people, it won't matter. Because even if you do subscribe to the higher end tier, or even if it's given to you, you probably won't be able to hear it on wireless earbuds because that's going to require a new technology, which we talked about last week, and that's Bluetooth LE. So you need specially equipped earbuds, earphones to hear high-res music wirelessly. Mm, I don't think so many people are going to go out and rebuy something they already have. One of the things that we're going to see, and this is going to start with Spotify, is that artists are going to have to pay to have their songs on Spotify if they don't get a lot of action. So in other words, Spotify will say, look, we have a lot of songs that are taking up a lot of space and no one's listening to them. So if you want to keep them up here, then you're going to have to pay for that privilege. The reason why they want to do this is, first of all, cut their costs a little bit, storage costs. And the second thing is it's another revenue source. And it's one that they can justify by saying, look, you're not getting enough action. No one's listening. So why should we pay for you to have your music up here, which doesn't help either of us? Another thing that I predict will happen in the new year is that the term catalog will be redefined. What catalog has traditionally meant is that any song older than 18 months was called a catalog song or a catalog album, or catalog product. But the problem with that is we're seeing hit songs that are staying later and later, longer and longer. I see this when I do what makes a song a hit from a hitmakers club where I analyze the latest hit. And sometimes it'll be the same global hit that will be there two and three and four months in a row. So we're seeing fewer major hits that are happening and what we're actually seeing is that tracks from two years ago are still popular. So that's redefined already what a catalog hit will be. And I think we're going to see this pushed out to three years. Speaking of streaming, streaming prices will go up everywhere next year. We've seen this already where Apple Music has raised their prices, but we're going to see every other streaming service do the same. There's lots of reasons they want to do this. 
First of all, it's better for artists and songwriters because it's a bigger pool of money that they can draw from when it comes to royalties. The next thing is that it's also going to look better for stockholders in the case of Spotify, where they need more revenue. And of course, this is a new way to beef that up a little bit. Songs are going to change in their form in the coming year. For the past few years, we've been seeing songs get shorter and shorter and things eliminated like solos and bridges. I predict that bridges will make a comeback this year and we'll see songs get a little longer where they'll pass the three-minute mark where in the past few years, most of them were below two minutes, especially hits we're talking about, and some are even below two minutes. Fake artists will continue to be a problem, however, and the biggest culprits are going to be the streaming services themselves. Spotify, for instance, has a lot of artists that you can't identify, have no social presence, and they seem to all come from Sweden, where Spotify was born, and these get a lot of push in the various playlists. You're going to see a lot more of this in the future, unfortunately, before something happens to stop it. On the high end, music residencies are going to grow, but they're going to go to new venues. Right now, you see a lot of the legendary artists that go to Las Vegas for a residency. Maybe the only exception would be Billy Joel, who does this every year in Madison Square Garden in New York. But what we're going to see are artists taking up residencies in different areas, probably areas that are warm, Florida, for instance, Los Angeles, for instance. And the reason being, if they go to a big media hub, it's easier for people to get there, and it's almost like a vacation. So we're going to see more of this happening in the future. This is an easy one to predict, but we're going to see increasing importance of music in television and film. The difference being, because of the economy, there's less production. So that means there are shows being canceled, there are shows that just don't get the green light that would have a couple years ago, so now there are fewer of them, and there's more competition. So it's going to be harder than ever to get your songs placed unless you have somebody that's helping you, unless you have some extra knowledge that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Now, that being said, I also predict that there's going to be a machine learning application that will help musicians include metadata and the right metadata on all of their submissions. That's one of the big problems right now for musicians, and it really hurts when it comes time to get paid, and sometimes even placed, because if the right metadata isn't there, music supervisors sometimes will say, oh, if I can't find who I'm supposed to pay, this is too much trouble. We'll see a new app that will figure that out for you pretty soon. I predict that we'll see the end of music genres. And the reason why is we're already starting to see songs classified by moods and vibe rather than rock, pop, R&B, hip-hop. Those tags were useful once, less so now, because listeners are becoming less faithful to a single genre. And artists also, using featured artists, are crossing over to different genres and melding different genres together. So the old genre classification is going to go away, and we're going to see it rapidly happen this year. Music NFTs were big, especially during the last couple of years, but they've hit a wall. And I think we're going to see music NFTs especially just go away in this coming year and pretty much be forgotten. A big reason is the fact that the copyright issues have not been worked out. People actually don't know what they're buying, 
And many times they expect one thing and get quite the opposite. So that's really stopped NFTs in their tracks and also the fact that they're not as secure as everyone thinks. So we've already seen the action slow down there. It's going to slow down even more in the coming year. Music is going to go more global and more multilingual in the coming year. It's already happening. We see more and more Latin songs, Latin artists cross over, Bad Bunny for one. We see Korean K-pop, BTS, really huge in the United States. So once upon a time, it used to be American artists, North American artists that were crossing over to the rest of the world. Now it's just the opposite. We're seeing music from other countries becoming hits. Part of the reason why is they've adopted some of the production techniques. So their stuff is just as hip as what we have in North America. This is sort of a no-brainer as well. The album will continue to decline in importance. It's been happening over the last few years. Fewer and fewer people are buying albums, especially in the digital domain. They just don't care, and songs are not being made anymore for the album. This is actually good for artists because they're really happy to get out of the album cycle where you make an album every 18 months, every 12 months, every two years, three years, whatever it is. That whole cycle is um, not really good for creativity. And I think we're going to find that the way we're doing it now is when you get inspired, you create a song, you finish the song, you release the song, and that's what we're going to see more and more of in the coming year. Here's another trend that we've been seeing over the last few years, but it's going to accelerate, especially in 2023. Labels are now more like venture capitalists for artists. And as a result, the power is shifting away from major labels to indie labels and even managers. Major labels are losing their market share because basically they're not doing any artist development. What they're doing is looking for artists that are already established and then taking them to another level, which they're very good at. But that's not what a label used to do. And in fact, artists are understanding that. And so are indie labels. Indie labels are more likely to do that, but management especially is becoming much more powerful because that's what they're doing. They're performing everything that a major label used to do. Now, what I do predict though, is there will be a new label that will specialize in artist development pop up in the next year and they'll broadcast it. This is what we do, this is how we help you, and they're gonna clean up. Now, that being said, the DIY craze is still going and it's so useful for musicians, even though an artist would much rather create than have to worry about marketing. But what we're going to see is some new technologies that will pop up to make this easier than ever for an artist. Now, it might be a little homogenized as a result, but artists that get in right at the beginning are the ones that will benefit the most. When it comes to the audio business, we're going to see more acquisitions and roll-ups. As founders of companies decide to retire, as companies mature and founders and owners decide to cash out, we're seeing more and more of this, especially over the last couple of years, it's really accelerated. Just in the last year, we had Slate Digital going to Audiotonics. We had Sonex and Focusrite get together. We had Isotope, Plugin Alliance, and Native Instruments all get together. So we've seen a lot of this in the past couple of years. We're going to see even more in this next year. And I predict there's going to be one major one that's going to roll up six or seven companies that will surprise everyone. I think you're going to see the Atmos craze die out a little bit in 2023. 
we've already seen that. The beginning of 2022, there was a lot of hype around Atmos. By the end of the year, far less. There's a few reasons for this, and there's a few reasons why we're going to see less of it going forward. One is the fact that we don't see record labels doing any promotion on this. In fact, what we see is all the tech companies doing the promotion. And this is a recipe for disaster. Anytime that's happened in the past, a format has not taken off. The tech companies have put this out here for the public, and not many have really adopted it. We've seen some people try it at home, but on a limited scale, and also in headphones. But again, one of the things that's holding it back is some of the mixes are really inferior. They're inferior because record labels are paying less and less to a mixer to do it, and they're also hiring mixers that aren't particularly qualified. So as a result, Atmos is in a very strange stage. The other thing is most mixers, and especially the ones that have been doing this for a while, that the stereo sometimes sound better because there's a sort of glue that you just can't get when everything gets spread out in Atmos. So there are many cases and many genres of music, in fact, where stereo does sound better than the immersive Atmos. There will be a time for immersive audio. There will be a time for Atmos. Oh, there is already in the movie theaters, but for music, there will come a time, but that time is not going to be 2023. 2023 is going to see a lot more music made by artificial intelligence. One of the reasons for this is that we're going to see great inroads in copyrights. That's been holding it back a lot in the last couple of years because it's undecided who owns the copyright of an AI-generated song. Is it the AI? Is it the person who developed the AI? Is it the person that trained the AI? Is it, in fact, the artist who is trying to use the AI for something new and inventive? Well, none of that's really been worked out, but at least some of these questions are going to be answered in 2023, making AI music a lot more viable. Now, speaking of artificial, we're going to see a lot more augmented reality and virtual reality music in the coming year. Part of this is going to come from virtual performances, and we're going to continue to see this in games and on gaming platforms. We're also going to see it in new virtual worlds that happen, whether it be meta or something that's put together outside of that company. But we will see it happen more and more this coming year. We're also going to see AI plugins really make bedroom hit making a possibility. Yes, it's possible right now, and it does happen to make a hit in your bedroom, but usually that's helped by a great mixer and maybe a producer and a great mastering engineer. But the AI plugins are becoming so smart that we're going to see these possibilities actually dribble down to the home studio. And we're going to see the first of that in 2023. Those are my predictions for the upcoming year. Let's see how they all turn out. Either way, it's going to be a really interesting 2023. I want to thank everyone for listening this past year. We're now past 450 episodes, and it's all because of you. If you wouldn't listen, I wouldn't do this, and we wouldn't get the great guests that we always have. So thanks very much for your support and I hope to be worthy of it in this coming year. Thanks for listening and being in my inner circle. Remember, if you have any questions or comments, you can send them to questions at bobbyosinski.com. 
Remember that you can learn all about the latest in music, audio, and production news when you sign up for my newsletter at bobbyosinski.com. There you'll also find out about openings for my latest online classes and special events. That's bobbyosinski.com. To listen to the episodes of Bobby Osinski's Inner Circle, go to bobbyosinski.com and select the podcast tab, or go to bobbyoinnercircle.com, or you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Mixcloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn Radio, Radio Public, and Podbean. At bobbyosinski.com and bobbyoinnercircle.com, you'll also find a sign-in form for my newsletter and for alerts for new podcasts. This is Bobby Osinski. I will see you next time. Thank you.